This is the You Winning Life Podcast, your number one source for mastering a positive existence. Each episode, we'll be interviewing exceptional people, giving you empowering insights, and guiding you to extraordinary outcomes. Learn from specialists in the worlds of integrative and natural wellness, spirituality, psychology, and entrepreneurship. So you too can be winning life. Now, here's your host, licensed marriage and family therapist, certified neuro-emotional technique practitioner, and certified entrepreneur coach, Jason Wasser. So, Jason, we talked yesterday. Good. Yeah, you're in Florida. Yes, ma'am. Here in uh, where I got my doctorate in uh, Nova. Yep. Right. Yeah, my master's okay. is from. We're 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 degree siblings. That's true. We are. We are. Then and surprisingly, we did not connect on LinkedIn. <laughs> Go figure. Well, thank God for that podcast uh, email list that goes exactly, out. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, Jason, I know who you are because we talked extensively. But to my listeners, they do not know who you are. So, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little about you? Absolutely. My name is Jason Wasser. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Uh, certified neuroemotional technique practitioner, as well as I'm a certified coach. I own the Family Room Wellness Associates here in South Florida, and we practice mind-body integrative wellness. We have therapy, we have coaching, we have chiropractic, we have nutrition, um, and I also offer uh, a lot of coaching online for both personal coaching as well as business and entrepreneur professionals. Oh, all right. So how can you help us? (laughs) with our careers. (laughs) So it's really an interesting question where people come in with that just specific question where it's so generic and it's not niched down to, I've been thinking either, right? It goes from the idea of, I don't know what to do next, or I don't know what I'm doing in my specific career versus the idea of 15 different options, but I'm not sure which one is the right decision for me. So when I'm working with any new client, whether it's a therapy client, whether it's a coaching client, the first thing that I want to know is what's their core values. So when I'm talking about core values, I'm talking about picking five, six, seven words that they're going to define for themselves. And I walk them through this with a worksheet and an exercise. And I say, if you were to be living completely in your values, if you were going to be living a life of purpose and meaning, and you knew that every decision that you would make goes back to a specific set of values, what would those values be that would allow you to have that life that you, that you dream of? And what I find is that when people do that, the decision-making about what I should do next becomes a lot easier because the next question is, is does that idea that you have align with your core values? And it will either be a yes or no. Or no. <laughs> we already took out a big chunk of, the maybes or the possibly, because that's not a yes. Mm-hmm. And then the no's are definitely a no. So now we can chunk it down and chunk it down. So whether it's something for someone that wants to stay specifically in their field and they're ready to take the next step, or they want to try something different, or they're not sure if they're in the right field. Well, let's go back to your core values and let's make a decision from there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds awesome. I mean, um, I know yesterday when we talked, you were talking, we, we thought, talked about the core values and there are certain things that you say you want to make money, but there are certain ways that you are, your core values will allow you to be comfortable in making money. Absolutely. You know, 
Right. And, and it always goes back to not just your core values, but like it's your integrity. And yeah. I think those two things go hand in hand, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is why my podcast is clean <laughs> and not explicit. <laughs> that is truly a core value that I have. So exactly. you know, I'm not going to say that I'm, my mouth is clean, but I'm going to not say those things on air. <laughs> <laughs> we do the best that we can and sometimes things slip out. But exactly. I, but I think that's also very much part of the same conversation, which is how much do we dog ourselves, mm-hmm. right? How much pressure do we put on ourselves that we're going to make the right decision or do the right thing every single time? And who has ever done that? Who hasn't messed up at least once in their life in a major significant way? So, and if you think you haven't done it, in a major significant way, do it so you can get it out of the way already. Yeah. Or keep living. <laughs> That's what my, my mother always say. Keep a living. <laughs> exactly. Most definitely. Okay. Okay. So how can this help someone after they figured out what their core values are, um, can niche it even more to, you know, go toward a specific area in their career if they want to change or stay in the same industry or, you know, whatever. Right. So if someone's already in an industry that they're passionate about, they feel that, again, it aligns with their core values, then the next step is what are the things that they would need to scale up to maybe a bigger position, right? A lot of people say, well, my fear is that I love what I do, but I don't want to take on more responsibilities. And a lot of times more responsibilities comes with a bigger paycheck. But my assumption or my wondering is that they're not familiar with those responsibilities because they've never stepped up into that place. And I think a lot of the limitations from that is that they think that they have to be either Superman or Superwoman and do it all themselves. And the, the, you know, the, the pyramid of, of work, of employment, when you're working for someone else, really is a pyramid. You have the person who is either the owner of the company or the business, right? That's the entrepreneur. Then you have the management, and that can run all the way from the executive team all the way down to supervision and supervisors. And then you have the people who are the technicians who are actually doing the delivery of goods, delivery of service. Mm-hmm. So the trick is to realize that as you work up the, the food chain, for no pun intended, <laughs> you learn how to create a team or work with a team around you where you can delegate to the people that are the most specific and best at that task. Instead of trying to be Superman or Superwoman and trying to do it all in exchange for that additional $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 increase, right? And I find that that's the biggest thing. I'll have to take on more responsibility. I'll have to spend more time at the office. I'll have to go on more trips. Okay, that might be part of it, but are you bringing in a team around you if you now start having decision-making to bring in a dream team around you to help delegate? to make everybody else do better as well, right? So what's that phrase? A rising tide raises all ships. Exactly. It does. So that's on the inside, right? So if you're working from the inside, if you're a person who's thinking about going from the outside or doing something new on yourself, instead of trying to figure out, and this is something that I deal with on a daily basis with my coaching clients, instead of saying, what's the industry I want to be in? The biggest thing I can challenge you to and challenge your listeners to is what's the problem that you're really passionate about solving? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So okay. one of my coaching clients we, uh, this past week was, is already in practice and they're like, well, I want to work with 
this specific population, um, and they have to be either married or single, but within this age bracket and this financial population. I'm like, that's great. But what are the actual problems that they run into on a daily basis that are part of that population that you really love working with the most? And we niched it down and niched it down until we realized there was two components that those that people in that little niche suffer from or struggle with. So instead of saying I'm a therapist who focuses on young couples and adults, it's do you struggle with blank and blank? These two areas, right? I can help you. I'm an expert in solving those two problems. And that reverse engineers the whole thing. So instead of saying like, I want to work with 40 to 50 year olds who are only right. What's the problem that you want to solve, right? What's the, what's the little hole in the industry that you know that there's crumbs on the table, not for you to make $50,000 or $100,000, but a business has to start at $150,000 minimum in order for it to be even worthwhile because taxes and overhead. Exactly. Getting a job at Starbucks or, <laughs> or right, whatever it is. But unless a person knows that they're going to build something that for a minimum, after everything is paid off, that they're going to take home $150,000 as a goal within the first two years, keep working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're just driving yourself nuts. Yeah, that's true. But what if you have a passion and your passion is where you are, mm-hmm. but it's just not the right office. <laughs> yeah. So I think the first step with that is always looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. How are you not showing up? How are you not showing up to yourself, but how are you showing up to other people? What are you starting to see them through? What lens have you put on that you're now seeing your environment through? What judgments, what biases, what negative things are you filtering that through? And the second thing to look at would be, when is the last time that you skilled and scaled up on your proficiency on new cutting edge whatever it is that's connected to your industry, right? As we were talking, it's the summer of 2019. And if you're not taking advantage of the technological advances that are available to you, no matter what field you're in, whether you're a teacher, whether you're in a small business, whether you're in a healing arts, there's always something new. Now, it doesn't mean you have to jump on the boat and be an expert at that. That's true. But that one little nugget that you can take away can reinvigorate you. Mm-hmm. And bring it back to like, oh, wow, now I know this. I can apply it. I can have fun with it again. But if you're basing everything you've done on something that you learned 15, 20 years ago, it's stale. Well, I mean, I was looking at a study not too long ago where they were saying um, as soon as a student graduates from college, their knowledge is already uh, obsolete. (laughs) so funny that you're saying that because I've been sharing that left and right recently and I would love to see that study and people and please post that if you can for your listeners that people ask me all the time why did you decide not to go on with your doctorate and I said I was accepted I had a life experience that unfortunately threw me off that possibility at that time and now looking back eight years later it was the biggest blessing in the world to not have another 60 to 80 thousand dollars minimum of debt for the title doctorate versus, right? And, and everything that they're teaching in the program 
is the same stuff that they're teaching now is what they were teaching when I graduated in 2005 for my master's degree, right? So we're talking 13 years later. Now there's some updates and some nuances and maybe new research papers on those modalities, but there's all these other things that are going on in the world that are outside of that box that you will not get in a lockstep program that where I travel around the country literally spending multiple thousands of dollars a year to get cutting edge training by the top people in the field who are doing that. I don't have to get someone. I remember a buddy of mine, um, uh, his name is Martin Matthews, who um, is a financial planner. And I remember he was, he went to college and he loved um, this entrepreneurship business class that he was in. And they had a project that they had to do. And it was about creating a business plan. So at the end of the um, assignment, he went over to the professor and asked him, you know, when you made your first business plan for the businesses that you were in before you were teaching, was it as difficult as this? And the professor looked at him and said, I've never owned a business. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. According to him, he dropped out of school the next day and now he's doing radically well as a financial planner because the tools he needed was never going to be in that classroom. Now, for people who need a licensure eligible field, medical professions, uh, right, CPA, whatever it might be, you need that license, you need those, those academic mm -hmm. to get you there. But at the end of the day, know that there is always going to be going back to what I said before, which is what is the niche that you want to fulfill? What's the problem you want to solve? And then become an expert at that. Exactly, exactly. I have a friend <clears throat> that I grew up with. She is um, in dentistry. So obviously she has a medical yeah. degree. And I was talking to her recently and she said, yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking of going back to um, get my MBA. I said, are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> she said, well, I want to run a business. I said, well, I mean, I know that you have your dentist practice, but there's still some core things that all businesses do. Mm -hmm. I said, you have a doctorate degree. Why are you going to put yourself through an MBA program? And you're hitting back exactly on what I mentioned a few, a few minutes ago, which was you have the entrepreneur, mm -hmm. you have the manager, and you have the technician. So here you have a friend who's a dentist who is the owner of a business, but is operating on the level of a technician. Mm -hmm. And what we've been tricked in our society, and I was one of those people until um, I literally had this awakening a few years ago from my business coach, which I'll tell you about in a moment, was that we are trained to be technicians. We, we own a business that we are the slave and the technician to. And really, the only difference between people who are working at Starbucks and being a barista as a technician, direct service, and a person like a dentist or a lawyer is they're still doing the same thing. It's just the dollar amount goes up a little bit. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But meanwhile, while you and I are serving somebody in a direct experience, right, where we're being a technician, I'm seeing a coaching client, I'm seeing a therapy client, we're having this conversation, we can't go out and be the entrepreneur and bring in new clients. We can't work on our marketing. So that's why I'm saying like, know what you learn, what you want to be most passionate about. Because some people who are technicians are really better off at managers. People who think that they're entrepreneurs, you know, if you are really better being a manager or they're really better being a direct service technician. And to know that role is a game changer. And then what it is, you have to either partner up with someone else who is really great at that or hire that person. Exactly. exactly. But the dentist or anybody else who's listening to that, 
to go back and do an MBA, an MBA is geared to teach you how to be middle management at a corporation or a company. It's not to teach you how to run and grow a sustainable and scalable entrepreneurial venture. And I mentioned that to her and I said, you have the tools that you you need right. already. <laughs> I said, I wouldn't do that. Right, and they're but. better off hiring a coach Mm-hmm. who is an expert in that, in the structure, in the business development, in the, right, the levels of development that is needed in all the verticals to get those things done. And they will have those increases. One of my, one of my coaching clients that I work with is a multi-million dollar family business and they were doing 3% annual. We did maybe six to 10 sessions over the course of the year. And what, the next year I got them to, I think it was 14% increase. Year two, I got them to 33% increase off that 3% annual. 3% annual increase is literally what's the, what do they say? It's the, um, right, every year there's a 3% increase in um, uh, the, in, not your income, but right, if you keep your money in your bank and you get a 3% on it. Okay. Right, yeah. the, the interest rate. The, well, not the interest rate, but whatever that, that level is of like, you're really only make you're not really making anything. Because okay. Inflation is really going up. Yeah, inflation, yeah. Right? So, so if you're only making 3 4%, right, teachers get an extra 3%. There's a, the annual raise is a 3% raise. That's just inflation, meeting inflation. You're still yeah, making yeah. the same thing. You are. Gas is going up. That right. was it. That, right. That's where your 3% went to right. getting to work. You're still making the exact same thing at the end of the day. It's just covering the, the raise of you're not, you're, you're not thriving. You're staying at, you're, you're keeping your head above water. And my job as a coach is to help people go from that bobbing up and down to being able to fly above the water. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So if someone were to hire you, what would be the first thing that you would do with them? Hmm. Well, we already started off with um, the idea of knowing core values. Exactly, exactly. But a lot of the things that I really want to know is why is it important to do that which you say you want to do? And I think that's a really powerful thing because there's a lot of societal pressure. There might be family pressure. There might be financial pressure. There might be cultural pressure. But I want to figure out the value and significance to that particular person for why they're going to invest both money in me, money in their development, money in a business, and the time and effort that it's going to take them away from maybe other things that might also be a higher priority. So again, I think that it's the what's your why, right? The Simon Sinek, what's your why? Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, what will you achieve? Like, what will it allow you to do in every other aspect of your life if you were to accomplish that, which I'm here to help you with? How will it help you be a better human? How will it help, help you if you're in a relationship to be better in that relationship, to be a better parent, to be better spiritually, to be better physically with your health and wellness? How will, if you, we work on this and we target this, will that get you to where you want to be in these other domains? Because if you don't ask that question, you're out of whack. Yeah. Yeah, that's and true. Truly not serving them on a powerful and deep level. That's true. That's true. Some people, um, they have decided they need to, to improve their health and their job is preventing them from doing that. They work long hours or it's a long commute. And <clears throat> so, yeah, that could be a very good reason to decide I'm changing careers. Absolutely. And I want health. And I want, to, and I want to playfully challenge the word that you said. It's their job that's keeping them from that. It's not their job that's keeping them from that. It's not the commute that's keeping them from that. It's the choices that they made that allowed 
mm-hmm. to take a job that doesn't yeah. allow them to prioritize themselves. It's the choices that they made to take a job that has a 45 an hour commute each way. And the person has to take ownership and accountability in their life for those things that they say, if, they, if it's truly a priority for them to be healthy, for them to have better relationships, then how are they taking the action steps? What evidence are they showing in effort towards that? So a lot of the things that I will challenge my clients to, and I only take clients that are going to show up and be willing to be challenged, is how did you decide, if you're saying you want these three or four things as a priority in your life, but evidence is showing that you're over here, our job is to go from this space to that space. How is it that you allowed that to become the priority when you're talking about these three other things to become a priority? And let's rectify that. Mm -hmm. So at that point, then you go back to your core values so that you can decide, okay, this is the end. Let's start new and start moving into the right direction. Exactly. And I work with them on what I call lifestyle by design. And it really does talk about prioritization. What are the, what are the things that are most important to you? Like I said, if I help you achieve this one thing in your personal life, if they're coming to me for personal coaching, then how will that affect you in other, right? Other arenas of your life. If you're coming to me with your business, entrepreneurial coaching, whether you're an entrepreneur, the person that's working in a, in a business, yeah. whether you're a teacher or you're working for someone else, you're an employee right? The entrepreneur, how can I help you develop and grow within that business or decide that you want to be an entrepreneur, which is developing and creating your own. But again, what are going to be the trade-offs and what is it the end result that if you do and you create that, what will that allow you to have? And if there's not clarity on that, we're not, we're, I'm not going to let them move forward until they, they convince me with a purpose and a passion that it will help them get all those other aspects. And we will only create a game plan that will allow them to have the full balance of their highest priorities in sync with their core values. Okay. Okay. So about how many sessions will you work with someone or does it just vary according to the person? In their well, it's an interesting thing that we have this idea and this is in all fields of the helping professions where there's a service based in is like, well, what do I, how long, when will I feel better? right? When will it be done? When will I, right? when will I get to where I want to get there? And, and there's this idea of it, this one, this immediate gratification that it requires me just showing up and not doing the work. And, right? and, and, and it really is about the tenacity and the mindset of what a person has that I'm willing, well, I hired you. How much work are you going to do for me? Right? And it's where I, you know, the, 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 the coach and the, and the client have to meet hand in hand about that. Um, but I really tell my clients that there is no specific set deadline. We will set deadlines. We will set goalposts. We will set quarterly and annual plans because everything I want to do is reverse engineer. Are we doing these little micro action, actionable steps that will lead us to this bigger goal? And we do have timelines that are set up. So if it is about creating a company, we're talking about not, you know, any investment in yourself is not like a three month, six month thing, but it is a long-term relationship. You want to know that for this specific thing, you're going to come to Jason, right? For this specific thing, and this is that person's an expert in that area, you're going to go to that person. So, you know, you have to know that you might have more than one person in your life that you have to consult with. That's true. Over a period of time, but while still having someone who's going to help you strategize and be the quarterback for you and come up with game plans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I think it's very important to say that, 
you do have to show up and do the work. I was listening to another podcast and um, the they do like three segments of their podcast and at the end they have listener letters and the person is asking about therapy and she has been going to therapy for a while but she's still not doing anything not feeling she said I'm not feeling better but she and then she admitted I'm not really doing what my you know coach (laughs) suggested and I was thinking okay then Obviously, you're not going to feel better because you're not doing the homework. You have to do the homework in order to. Right. So I want to I want to just dispel the misnomer between therapy and coaching and that therapists only work on past issues and feelings mm-hmm. and coaches work on future oriented stuff. That's actually mm-hmm. a complete misnomer. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's what coaches are using to put, step above their, their marketing when it comes to promoting mm-hmm. themselves over therapists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my, my training from, from Nova Southeastern and the family therapy program is about solution oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actionable. Yeah. Right. And we yeah. take it into context. Right. But I will never ask a client, how does that make you feel? Yeah. So yeah. when you're talking about that person in that letter, number one, I would challenge them to be really, really, really clear on their goal. If there's no actionable things, that are happening for them, I would go back and say, okay, I'm not sure if you're clear enough on what your goal is, or maybe your goal that you've set is way too small. You, yeah. you, you, you want something really big out there and then you got scared and you step back five steps. So now you're aiming for this versus aiming for this. And that's why you're not feeling anything different. You're not noticing because you played too safe, too small. And I challenge my clients to, you know, that whole 10 X grand Cardone mindset of what yeah. would it look like if money wasn't the issue, if it was paid for, if I guarantee you that your your whatever money you need to pay your bills and your insurance and your car payment and your was paid for, what the heck would you be doing? Yeah. And they would still, and I constantly hear them say, well, I would do this, but oh no, that's just crazy. (laughs) No, go crazy. I want you to go crazy, right? Steve Jobs and Wozniak went crazy with Apple in their garage. Exactly. Anything great thought crazy. Exactly. So my guess is that person might've either been playing it too small. They don't have crystal clear clarity on what their goals are. And then because of that, they're playing maybe too small. They're not making decisions based on core values. Their therapist is maybe being too soft with them and not poking and prodding and asking Mm -hmm. the right questions. I would even ask, well, what do you think you need to feel? Yeah. 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 Because the presumption is that if I feel something, it's, it's, it's proof of versus what's the tangible actionable differences that are happening in your life from where you started to where you are now. And people are not willing to see little nuggets of change. They expect yeah. big changes and big miracles. But what about that little, those third in inches? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I found that journaling has helped me because you don't see day-to-day changes. And so when you look back three months, six months, a year from where you are now, you go, oh, well, that did happen. Or I did get that solved or you know so now i see it differently so yeah right. yeah i think when we're growing up right when and a lot of I don't, I don't know how many parents are still doing this but when we were growing up right they would mark your height up on the wall right yes and, and you don't you don't know that you're growing right when you look in the mirror you don't see yourself aging day to day 
And it's the exact same thing. But one of my favorite questions is asking, what are, you, what are other people noticing differently? And have the audacity to ask them. So if you're in a relationship and you're coming and you're working on yourself, what do they notice? What are, they, what are your, what's your family? What are the people that care about you the most noticing about you? Mm-hmm. Because like you said, it's, it might be so in your head, your, your, your condition and pattern neurologically to only see what you see and to change those neurological synapses. Right. But, but other people might be noticing it. And if you check in with that and you bounce it off that, then you're going to start buying, buying in a little bit more. Exactly. 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 And I think a lot of times people are trying to take big steps without doing the things in the middle that they need to do. So, well, adding to that, which is such an important thing when anybody ever plans something, I don't think many people ask, what's the sacrifices I have to make? How, again, this is again, how will this affect other aspects of my life? What will have to give in other places? Who or what might not be happy about me making these changes? And how would it affect that dynamic with those people or those experiences? Right? So there's a multiverse of layers of contextuality of when someone wants to make a dynamic change in themselves to not, to not have someone ask them those questions from all of these different possibilities. It's not like saying, okay, what's your goal? Great. What will that look like to do that? But what's the risk involved in making these changes? Whether it's a personal internal or in relationship to a dynamic, whether you're in a relationship or parenting or financial or right. Changing your entire fridge and no one else wants to do the diet that you want to do. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Everything has a risk. So yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. So um uh, let's see here. So Jason, if someone wanted to work with you, how would they get in contact with you? So the best way to get me is on Instagram and it's Jason Wasser, L-M-F-T, all one word. And L-M-F-T stands for Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. My website, um, I have a few different ways to get to my practice website. The practice is again, it's called the Family Room Wellness Associates. But if you go and you type in emotionalallergies.com, that'll get you directly to my website and you can contact me through there. Um, But also... Like I said, Instagram and Twitter both have the same handle, Jason Wasser LNFT. Oh, okay. Okay. I will definitely connect with you on Twitter <laughs> for sure. I will do on Instagram too. But yeah, Instagram, um, I, Instagram has been my I've been having a lot of fun on Instagram. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun on Instagram too, but I'm just having a hard time getting my people to follow me. But anyway. uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's an interesting, right? So that idea of, of using Instagram, that people think it's only for these pictures and whatever it is, but it's, it's, it's another for anybody who's listening, who's in business. It's just another place that's going to show up when people search for you, mm-hmm. that you will show up. So it's providing more data in a yeah. search engine that the more, more you put out there, the higher you're going to rank, the higher you're going to exactly. show up. So we always have to constantly be using right like, Facebook and your right. And, and Instagram and LinkedIn and blog Twitter. <laughs> because yeah. all of those eventually aggregate. In a they, do. they do. They so do. They do. They're listening and they're not using social media or they're afraid of it or they don't believe in it. You know, I, I'm very much in belief of what Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V says, and I know you were talking before about no, right, your no cursing rule. So the caveat <laughs> is Gary V drops Just on off. the podcast. Right, 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 Just right, on right, the right. podcast. Right, right. So, um, you know, listeners, caveat, beware. 
that there is a lot of F-bombs being dropped there. But yeah. his, and, and I believe him 100% that if you don't have presence on social media, your business doesn't exist. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I, you know, I, I, I love Instagram. But I don't know, I may be doing something crazy. The reason why it's not moving the needle like I want it to. But I, I have found phenomenal success with Pinterest. And I was running from Pinterest like the plague, but then I was like, okay, I'll just get sick and die <laughs> trying. <laughs> and it took off and I thought, wow. So, you know, I guess you kind of find where it grows. And so Twitter and, and uh, Pinterest is pretty much where I, I am Great. all the time. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and I, but I also want to challenge you and challenge other people out there that mm -hmm. God forbid what happens if one of these sites shut down, oh yeah, have technical difficulties. There's some big right, um, yeah, confidentiality, or they get hacked yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. So you know that idea of us putting our stock in one platform is what I want to challenge everybody out there. As I've multiple challenges throughout our conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's into consideration. Yeah, you can have based on your niche, right? For Pinterest, might be really the type of people that you're that you're targeting. And getting out there for right, mm -hmm. but also know that that's in, but you have to mix and match it because what you're putting you on Pinterest is not going to be the exact same stuff you should put on Facebook. It could be the exactly. message, but the way it's going to show up, you have to tailor it specifically for each one of those platforms. Exactly. And there's yeah. free websites out there, right? There's a designer or Canva where it can help you make with the social media based on the sizing and everything, and it's free. Perfect. Yeah. Again, if you're not an expert in this, you if your higher value is to charge a fee for doing this and it and, and you're gonna be spending hours doing your social media, but you should get a client to make money or tutor or whatever, send it out to someone on Fiverr. Exactly. You can, definitely, definitely. And or I mean that's the ideal thing to do is to send it out on and, and get a VA. <laughs> but if you can't, then I have found um before I started outsourcing my work is uh, batch work so mm -hmm. you know you can do it by the day or by the week or whatever but that worked for me until I was able to ask you know get additional help but yeah. exactly and that goes back to that superman super woman syndrome that everything has to be done by me i can't trust anybody <laughs> well no. no it wasn't that i could trust anyone it was just i wasn't at the point in my business to where i could hire <laughs> because you know you start off like that and you have to do almost everything you until right. you well i did anyway that was right i did yeah so, and i would say if you can afford a cup of coffee at starbucks or dunkin donuts then you can afford for someone on, you can find someone on Fiverr for that. Fiverr to do it, yeah. That's no, it's not going to be top high end, but I'm of the belief that you just put out data, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you, you have to create noise in the space, if you're the type of person that only posts once a week. Oh, you can't do that. You're gone. Well, now, 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 J Jason, I do have help. I use apps. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I will scale. Like I said, when I was back, when I did batching, I batched for 30 days. Right. You know, when right. I did my blogs, I, I wrote several. So I did not have to do this every week. So, exactly. yeah. And for many people, we have to start there. And I yeah. And I still do some of that as well. Right. And as, as, as my, as you and I talked, like I'm also in pre-production of my uh, podcast called You Winning mm -hmm. Life. Um, 
where it's going to be about taking all these amazing life hacks from the areas of entrepreneurship, psychology, spirituality, and alternative medicine, and working and talking to people who have gone from life struggles to life achievement and then giving back. What can they do? What can the mm-hmm. listeners do to reverse engineer the life hack, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and at the beginning, I'm like downloading all these programs and audacity and, and myself <laughs> until until I reached out to a buddy of mine who I know does podcasts for a bunch of my entrepreneurial friends were really hanging out in the, in the higher level of those circles. And I'm like, I didn't even think to talk to him. And he made me a deal. I couldn't refuse. It was like a no brainer. And I thought it was going to be radically more expensive and I couldn't afford to not work with him. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I ended up reaching out to a VA to help me with mine. And I know a lot of people who are serious podcasters put a lot of money into, you know, the the, uh, platform. I did not. (laughs) Um, And I don't know if I will. I I, I guess the only thing I probably will improve probably would be the mic. But um, I think my mic that I'm using right now is pretty good. Sounds <laughs> so, great to me. I mean, you you have people podcasting in their cars, so you know. Okay, um, no. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? We overthink it. We overspend. We yeah. over whatever, right? Yes. But just provide value. I just put an Instagram post up that's going to be uh, connected to the Instagram TV, and it was about the self doubt that we have in providing value. Don't exactly. ever. And that was my my little four minute thing for today about the imposter syndrome and it has to be completely perfect, perfect. completely edited. There can't be mistakes. If I say <laughs> um too many times, if I look off the screen to check my note, someone's going to yeah, judge. Not exactly. Gonna I was no like that. Cares. I was like that when I first did the very first episode, I edited out a lot of things. And then I, the more podcasts I listened to one, one podcaster I listened, listened to, she says, uh, uh, done is better than perfect. And so I started accepting that. <laughs> and then I, other podcasters, you can hear the sirens, you can hear dogs barking. Yep. I was doing, um, it wasn't an interview. I was doing a, a podcast episode, a solo podcast episode. And I was, you know, doing my thing. And my husband sneezed. <laughs> and I'm I'm in my office, but he, he sneezed so loud. I was like, you know what? I'm just not even editing that out. <laughs> Like, you know, it's life. It's okay. Right? If you are providing value. Yes. It doesn't matter. We create this in our head. And this is, uh, you know, I I really just want to provide tremendous value Mm -hmm. to your listeners today and drop as much truth as possible. And you're right, right? Done is better than none. I remember one of my friends, he's um, uh, a professor at Florida International University down in Miami. And I remember him having this idea that like your dissertation, if those who are doing academics, your dissertation is not to be your magnum opus, Harry Potter, seven series, (laughs) John Grisham, right? Whatever, Michael Connelly, Bosch, right? Series of books. Your job is to get it done, to be approved by the dissertation committee. Exactly. Exactly. As hard as it is, that is the job. (laughs) And that's all ego. So, so my favorite psychologist who you might have heard of Dr. Cube. I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Cube, the world psychologist, uh, first name ice. Um, one of his psychological (laughs) teachings is check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh. (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Most and that's definitely. what we're doing. Just, yeah, just, just, yeah, just yeah. provide value, right? Yeah, and, and I do. Fun. And have I, fun. That's true. That's true. So whenever I have a hiccup, I mean, I do edit some of my arms. Yeah. <laughs> and if I get tongue-tied, I'll edit those out. But <laughs> I am not editing a lot. <laughs> Exactly, but as long as you're having fun and people yeah. see you having fun, then that's, that's true. I know one day I was I did I was doing another solo podcast and my husband called and my kids called. Now I did edit those out, but <laughs> so for like, those listening, podcasting. Right? For, for our listeners, real life is going to happen no matter what. Yeah, just show that's up. True. Just show yeah. up and play and, 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 and play your A game. So that's and have true. fun and have fun. Enthusiasm, right? For people who are figuring like what they want to do. If you're not enthusiastic about it, you might not need to do it. You might not need to do it. That's true. That's true. Yep. I uh, yeah. And I and I I have gotten to that point to where I am going to do things that I enjoy and I'm going to laugh and have fun doing it. So Amen, you. sister. You got it. You're right on. You're <laughs> okay. Right on. All right. So um which I will be editing that out. <laughs> Jason, I do have three rapid fire questions. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. All right, so the first question is cats or dogs? Cats. Oh my gosh. I am so glad you said cats. And I'll tell you, you why. Okay. I, I, it's funny because I didn't grow up, even though we've had various pets over the years, I didn't grow up specifically loving. Like I'm not, right, I'm, I love nature. I love wildlife. I'm mm -hmm. very, I, I believe in conservation and preservation, but my, my sister um, had a cat um, that she had since she was in middle school that passed away a few years ago. So it was, a, it was like 14, 15 years old and I didn't really mind it much attention until it got sick. Oh. And, and when it got sick, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go over tonight and spend some time with it. Right. And, and, and I formed whatever bond that I thought in my mind. <laughs> unfortunately passed um and i know some people are like ah oh, cats are the devil you know they're so whatever right people, yeah. i love I, I listen i love animals i'm not a pet person for myself at the moment um i don't have any pets at the moment but um this whole thing about like well cats have these personalities and dogs have these personalities um i'm the type of person that when i'm out and i see a dog i'll be like what if, if it was to talk to me in a human voice what would it sound like <laughs> like you know, like the droopy dog voice, yeah. or it sound like you know Pepe Le Pew. Like you know, I just like yeah. like there. I want to like, what's that dog's personality? You know, how would it talk to me? So that's what I think about. You know. Okay, okay. Cause so this week you are number five, the fifth podcast I've done. I interview. <coughs> Excuse me, and all four of them have said dogs. I'm a cat person too. I don't have a cat at the moment, but I am a cat person. I'm glad I can push the mold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My husband and I are about to be empty nesters. And I am not <laughs> bringing a pet or another responsibility <laughs> into the house. <laughs> My youngest for, daughter. For a little um, more freedom. Exactly. Exactly. We have, um, I, I didn't grow up with cats, but when I went off to school, I had a cat. I've had cats since then and um even when we got married my husband he was not necessarily a cat person but he tolerated it because i love cats so um my youngest daughter fell in love with cats and we bought her one more christmas and so he died a few years ago when she may have been in 
it's 10th grade. He hasn't been that long. And um, <clears throat> she told me um, back in in February, she's like, you know, I'm thinking about getting a cat. I said, you need to make sure that whatever university you go to will accept pets because I'm not keeping. <laughs> totally get that. Yep. <laughs> I like, I'm not ready to do that again. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, so the next question is, if you could travel anywhere right now, where would you go? Oh, this is rapid fire, so I'm not supposed to think yes, about this. No. <laughs> um, I th right now, if I can go anywhere in the world and just jump on a plane and go, I would probably end up in Israel. Okay, okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We talked about that yesterday. So, yes, yes, most definitely. And the last question is, and I think you touched on this earlier, but the last question is, what is your why? My why specifically is to minimize stressors and to maximize potential because those that invest in themselves will have a radically more successful, happy, empowered life. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Well, I enjoyed interviewing you and speaking with you today. This has been truly a joy, and I know that the listeners will find this information very, very helpful. And um, I look forward to um, seeing where this goes with us. I very much appreciate hanging out with you. <laughs> sure. No problem. Thanks for listening to the You Winning Life podcast. If you are ready to minimize your personal and professional struggles and maximize your potential, we would love it if you subscribed so you don't miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at You Winning Life.